I was just going to use the money to kind of go and buy a PlayStation 4 at the time, right? It was five years ago almost. I love that you were just trying to buy a PlayStation, Mike. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. We talk about social media. We talk about growing and scaling. We talk about marketing. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh**. Before we start today's episode, I wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Constant Contact. The reason why I love Constant Contact so much is because, first of all, I am a marketing geek, but second of all, for all of us small business owners who complain about the deadly algorithm, I know you know what I'm talking about, the best thing you can do for your business is use email marketing. When you send an email, it actually reaches your customers' inboxes. This is really, really important for everyone listening. Take a second and think about that. Everyone puts so much importance and so much effort towards Instagram. And while I love Instagram, the algorithm is a freaking nightmare. So get on board with email marketing. Constant Contact is who we use for everything. And they've got a special offer for you right now. Calling all small business owners, nonprofit pioneers, and savvy side hustlers. If you're looking for guidance in the noisy world of online marketing, Constant Contact has your back. Their team has the expert guidance, tools, and technology you need to successfully build and market your business. So whether you want to step up your email marketing game with customizable email templates or grow your e-commerce using their Shopify integration, Constant Contact has everything you need to achieve online marketing greatness. To get 30% off your first three months, visit constantcontact.com slash unique and enter the promo code unique at checkout. That's constantcontact.com slash unique and enter the code all caps U-N-I-Q-U-E. Our guest today is Travis Peterson, owner of Joker Greeting, a company that creates greeting cards that loop music with no off switch. Yes, no off switch. As you can imagine, the cards are great pranks, and while annoying, they are definitely unforgettable. An accidental business owner, Travis initially started the company because he needed money to buy a PlayStation. True story, people. And while it's all fun and games, Travis needs serious help to expand and grow the company even larger. In this episode, we talk about scaling, the do's and don'ts of Instagram, ways to increase revenue, and then we dive deep into his fears and how sometimes we are our own worst enemy. And remember to stay tuned to the end of the episode for Sonia's top takeaways designed to give you the best nuggets from each episode. I think Joker greeting makes um, greeting cards and gifts that um, basically create memories. And it sounds super cheesy, right? But I get I it. believe it. I believe it is true because at the end of the day, 
when someone receives a Joker greeting card or what you know our products, it's people love to you know text about it to their friends, like uh, and and it's it's just like one of those naturally viral things because it's just funny. We and and so I, I think originally when it started, it was probably much more of this is just going to be a funny prank. And I'll kind of start. I'll go back to where we began, and. This was purely my brother and I, we were at my mom's house for Christmas time and she had an annoying car that just played music. But of course it stopped. And we were like, dude, what if this just didn't stop? And we just, you know, cracked up over the idea. And my brother had done a Kickstarter, but he's, um, he's a director. Uh, he's, he's, he was doing like some short story directing, directing stuff. And so he was already familiar with, uh, that platform. And after some time, I was like, I'm going to make this. And he's like, you should. So I just went out, found a manufacturer, and um, we decided to make the product. But quite honestly, I just wanted, I just needed some extra cash. I wasn't trying to make a company. And I was just, just going to use the money to kind of go and buy a PlayStation 4 at the time, right? It was five years ago almost. I love that you were just trying to buy a PlayStation. Like, <laughs> Not that I couldn't afford a PlayStation, but it was just like that incentive. And so you own the company outright and you have had it for five years. It's doing extremely well. Um, and you have zero employees. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, extremely well is, uh, subjective to everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it's always profitable. It's, it's definitely been growing. There's been a lot of challenges. And so what do you need help with? I mean, you're great at marketing and talking and telling your story. You know, what do I need help with? I would say it's always marketing. My real job, even though everything seems so easy from the outside of like, oh, I manufacture, I put it in a warehouse, it just works. It's not true. Like mm -hmm. my job is marketing, uh, getting the message out. Uh, it's copy, it's making new videos. So that most of my time is like constantly just trying to like, you know, get the word out and my name and brand and doing it uh, the right way to the right people. And that's really hard. Right. Yeah. Well, it's amazing that you do so much video and that that's where the company started because most people are very intimidated by video. So you've got that um, <laughs> already happening for you. Uh, so I'm curious. I mean, so I'm also, I bootstrapped. I used my 401k to start the company 11 years ago and I've never taken investment. Um, and to be perfectly honest, very few people make it to the million dollar mark. And only like 3%, I think it's less than 3% of female-owned businesses in America make it to that point, which is kind of insane and really depressing. But I'm one of those people. So I know how to grow and scale a company. So, my, so one of my biggest questions here is, so you went to the stationary show, but you have not decided to do trade shows. It, I'm very curious because that, to me, is probably going to be your number one way. And granted, it costs money to do it, but it's, it's not a giant amount of money. Um, you know, we're talking, we are talking probably about five to $10,000 all in, although there are ways to do it for a little cheaper, but I'm super curious why you haven't done that because your, your personality clearly is so fantastic. And you're such a salesperson that you already would, I mean, half the people who are at the stationary show are like very uncomfortable talking to other human beings. They're more designers. You don't come from that background. You're like a salesperson. So I think that you would do really well at trade shows. Why haven't you done that? Yeah. So 
when I went to the the trade show, the the national stationery show, um, it's yeah, it wasn't about being intimidated or or anything. It was kind of interesting because uh, when I, I just walked around and talked to people, how how's the show going? What do you think of this, etc. And my I guess analysis, at least of that show and what I learned was um, I needed a lot more product. A lot of people have told me at least, right? And I know nothing's, nothing, there's always a rule of thumb, but nothing, nothing is ever really um, 100% truth. But a lot of people said, you know, you got to have like 50 different SKU. Okay, no, but okay. Well, exactly. I, and I know what they meant. And I did meet one girl, I just uh, one example. I met her, she's like, I came here once and I had, you know, 10 or 20 or whatever it was. And she's like, and people said I didn't have enough. So I made more, I came back. And I mean, that was her example. And other people I would meet, they're like, you know, we've been doing this for a couple of years. And the first year was great. The second year kind of fell down. The third year kind of fell down. So there was... I would say my initial reaction leaving was I definitely needed more skew. Mind you, when I went, mm-hmm. this was right after my Kickstarter when I had two skew, which I figured that wasn't enough. I knew that. Yep. Um, the other lesson that I took away was uh, there is possibly a declining value of being the new the new thing. Mm-hmm. And so my strategy was a bit more of let me take my time because I knew I was selling directly on my website, right? Yep. A lot of my problem has largely been not enough product, <laughs> uh, which is the good problem. <laughs> exactly. Not enough product uh, in terms of like uh, building up my and my inventory. So a lot of this was like I wanted to, one, build up my inventory enough sufficiently, build up my designs enough where I figured I didn't know if people would only buy birthday cards or if they would even be willing to buy like a St. Patrick's Day card, which is mm-hmm. a much more rare, small thing. And so a lot of it was, I just wanted to really build up my brand differently and then kind of come back when I was ready. Five to $10,000, I agree. That's not the make or break, but it was also a decision of like, I could also put a lot of that to inventory, $10,000, Yeah. That's, you know, and if I can sell all that, then at least I know I'm getting a return. Yeah. That is a tough position that you're in because you instantly had success. Yeah. So you, you know, I've also done a Kickstarter um, and we were extremely successful and we did over, you know, we did six figures. Mm-hmm. So the problem with that is that like, it gives us this like false, like, I don't know, you know, it plays with your ego. And so yeah. the thing is right out of the gate, you weren't even planning to start a business, but it did so well that it then became your business. You also sell direct to consumer. So not selling direct to consumer for you is hard because you make so much more money when you sell directly to the consumer. But the only way to truly grow and scale your company, like when you talk about getting to, you know, to the two to 5 million mark that is not going to happen because you are becoming a YouTube sensation or you are, you know, pumping out content on Instagram. That's probably going to happen for you in the, in the genre of stuff that you do because buyers from all over the world are discovering you within a few days. And I know people, it's so interesting, the feedback that you got, because depending on who you talk to, and because I do the markets, I know this so closely, depending on who you talk to, there are people out there in life who are just negative about everything. There are also people who are like really positive. There are people, but like in general, 
you know, when you're standing on your feet for days on end, so you're in like day three or day two and you're just like, ah, last year we saw more buyers by this time. So they're already just like analyzing and being negative. It's super interesting because depending on who you talk to, you could have just talked to the wrong people. You know, you, you have to take a chance. Now they could have been the right people and that was the right that was the right feedback and advice to have you keep going, okay, I need to expand my product line, which you have now done. But your niche, like all the people that I know who do the stationary show, they pretty much only have one thing. They might have many SKUs, but they really just do like, okay, my whole thing is illustrated florals. That's what I do. Our whole thing is like notebooks, planners, and agendas. Um, you have so many more SKUs now. I'm on your website. I've been surfing while we've been talking and you have a whole variety, but really what you do is exactly what you said within the first couple minutes of our call, which is that like you create a product that creates memories. And like, my guess is like, it, it brings some sort of emotional reaction, like laughing or like annoyance if it's the cricket thing or like, but it like, this is a memory that people have and they're like experiencing. And of course they laugh and then they share it with their friends and family. Like it, this is your product is so much more interesting to me than like a basic letter pressed card. So I think that you would be so successful doing trade shows. And I will say this trade shows are a little old fashioned, like retail is having a tough time out there. You know, it is. And direct to consumer, all these brands are trying to do what you're already doing. But, you know, you, you can't just do, if you just do one thing as your sales strategy, you're never going to get to the next level. So I personally believe like you have to do a trade show. And I will give you this advice too. A lot of people when they do trade shows are like, they're not that successful the first time out of the gate because there's so much learning that goes into it. They don't have appointments already set with buyers. They're just standing there hoping to attract people into their booth. But the people that I know who started selling candles, some started selling stationery, little jewelry items at unique markets, they've grown their companies to now have close to 100 employees. These are like massive companies now. And those people all took the leap to do trade. And like, honestly, that's the difference between vendors at unique markets who are still, they're doing very well. And as you know, it's totally subjective, but they're doing, you know, they're doing well, but they're not where they could be. And it's because they don't pull the trigger on doing a trade show. So even though it may take a couple times, even because like also companies want to see that you're actually a real company, mm-hmm. you know, they see you the first time you do all the bells and whistles, they're attracted to you, but they're like, let's see if, let's see if he's here a year from now. So I know that he can fulfill the orders that we're going to place. So, you know, it's really lucky that you killed it right out of the gate. It may not always be like that, but you know, I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. Well, and I'm absolutely going to agree with uh, the point you just made, which is I, a lot of companies, I think would have looked at me from, you know, had I done it, I don't think the first year was ever right. And I think some of this slippage of time was uh, me like, is this the right year? And that's why I think I kind of alluded this a little bit earlier, which is, I I think I'm kind of always looking for that moment of like, is this the time? Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, this was the year, um, uh, um, 
So this year I, I tried, I actually did try St. Patrick's day. And I've kind of been testing some new cards <laughs> quite honestly. Like I did St. Patrick's day that just sold so quickly. I had my biggest mother's day yet. Father's day was really big. I'm going into like Halloween for the first time. And so I've already learned well that um, the expansion is already kind of happening uh, regardless. Mm -hmm. And I think, so I guess I try to be a little bit skeptical and always, always hopeful. You can't be, not be hopeful, I think, in a successful entrepreneur. Uh, but I would say, yeah, I, uh, originally I was kind of worried about kind of stepping out there, talking to people and then not even believing that my company was real. Um, and I think after five years of proven growth, I can show that. And then, um, people don't buy my greeting cards on the looks. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that happens a lot more with other people's cards because it's in an image. You can very quickly read or look and go, that's funny. That's cute. Mine, uh, I've definitely learned it's with videos that because you're I'm trying to express something that takes time. And this is the joke, right? You push play. It doesn't stop. It keeps going. And it's a little bit tricky to, I think, to sell. I've always been worried, I should say, as well, to sell that on a stand uh, in someone's store without the right packaging or setup right. or stand or, you, right. know, you know, you know, that gimmick whole thing. Right. I know that I can sell 100% to a buyer. It's that buyers, how do I help that buyer get the sell through on their end is really um uh, a question I've had on my mind for five years now. Well, okay. So I'm going to break this down because you already knew. So this is your dilemma and you're just, you're literally just putting off solving this problem because you already know about it. The stationary, the card and stationary genre, you know, the thing, the, the sweet spot with selling to retailers is that you make them sell in quantity, you know, and the way that you get them to do that is by then, oh, you buy 120 cards of the, you know, blah, 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 blah. Then you get the stand, you get the yeah. thing. You don't just do that thing for them for nothing. Mm -hmm. And so it's so simple. You just need to come up with your stand. Like it's such an easy, this is like blowing my mind that you've been thinking about this for five years. Cause it really is like, first of all, it's almost like you're getting in the way of yourself. So first of all, you, you know, you're going to be good at selling to people like I hate to say it, but you've already got those orders written. Like you're, you've got the money. You're laughing to the bank. You don't necessarily need to figure out now how they sell them to the consumer because their whole thing is they have good retail store managers. They have good merchandisers. They have good salespeople that are going to know about the cards and know what they do and show them to people and interact with them. And that's going to sell them. But, you know, you going the extra step to think, how can I display them in a way that does maybe tell the story or say, you know, like open me or whatever it, it is, you know, that's amazing that you're thinking about that, but don't let that get in the way of you selling a bunch of cards. Let's just step back one little bit. I, I had like a whole other card that I was like, this is going to be the right one for retail. It's amazing. I created it. I put it out there and it kind of flopped. So sometimes like, yeah, that's why I said like, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm always skeptical of other people and of myself and not, I don't know, you know what I mean, of, uh, of things. And a lot of this isn't, uh, what I really try to say it is I'm trying to make sure that I have uh, the right message. It's kind of poorly worded, but, um, yeah, I, I do want to be able to kind of, uh, put it out there, but let me just also 
lay this out is I've had a lot of inbound requests from stores without me doing much work. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of it is, uh, again, I can go out and spend a five to $10,000 or I can just kind of, you know, hustle and work, make my phone calls and people seem to find me as well. Right. So it's kind of been a bit of that moment, but yeah, uh, I, I guess to put it this way, you are helping me, you're helping giving me the answer to the question I've you know, always been asking is like, is this the time? And it's certainly feeling much closer, like really to now is the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I really do think two years ago, it wouldn't have been. Yeah. I mean, five years in that's you're deep. <laughs> I don't know if you know this or not, but most businesses don't last five years. Yeah, no, very well. And most <laughs> people usually are done by five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, and that's another part of it is, you know, showing success, showing growth. And, and there's been, um, you know, I just, I've, let's be honest with all of this. Like, was it three years ago? Look, um, I was going to be on a national TV show. I'll leave it at that. Um, I've at one point in time, this is two and a half years ago, all of my product, um, actually, um, was broken and defective. Right. Oh, and wow. I had to dig my, and that was, you know, a lack of QA. It was really just because like the battery manufacturer was terrible. So uh, there was like a lot of that stuff where I had to like fix. And yeah. so, I'm, uh, you know, however you want to put it, I think I've been uh, fortunate that I didn't, you know, land someone big and then that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of that, uh, the kinks and the quirks have been extremely worked out. And I mean, I think I'm in a really much better position now. So I personally, I'm happy I waited. Um, uh, <laughs> right. But you're, you're ready. I, admittedly, when I got your email or from unique markets kind of talking about the show, that's when I was like, I think I need to reach out because I haven't been, I've seen it. I've watched it. Um, but that's kind of why I reached out to. Well, okay. So here's the thing. So before you fully go to a trade show, if it makes sure. you more comfortable, you can do unique markets. For me, the biggest thing when people are like, how do I get more sales? It's like more people need to know about you. It's such a simple equation. You know, you need to Mm -hmm. build brand loyalty with current customers and they will be how you make way more money. If you can get them to talk about you and get them to constantly purchase from you, you're set. But if you need new customers, there's only a few ways that you're going to attract them, you know? Um, And so for unique markets for like hundreds of dollars, you're going to be able to be in front of thousands of people and someone who has your personality is going to do very well. I can tell you right now, you're going to get whether people purchase a bunch of cards from you on the spot or whether they now know about you and they're going to talk about you and they're going to story. The amazing thing with social media now is that it's crucial in these markets for the vendors. I'm like, okay, Concentrate on sales, but to be perfectly honest, you should be concentrating on getting more followers. I noticed on Instagram, you're at about 4,000. I was surprised by that. I thought you would be at higher, like with your personality and your content. So like you need to be actively working on meeting and reaching new people and then making sure that they're signing up to follow you, that they're giving you the email address. I mean, you're very smart on your website. You have the little pop-up come up where you gather email addresses. That's genius. So you're doing it online, but you really have to do it in real life too. Um, Mm -hmm. and you'll just make those deeper, more authentic, richer connections. And those are the people that end up buying. Um, Mm -hmm. and also you never know what buyers are going to be there. So, you know, yes, we are a consumer show, but a lot of buyers 
have ordered and discovered people at unique markets, whether it's like the West Elms of the world or the pottery barns, like all those buyers are in Los Angeles and New York and San Francisco, you know, and they come to the shows specifically to look for talent because as a retailer, it's tough out there. And if you have the same product as everyone else, you're not bringing anything new to the world. And so all of these store buyers are coming to markets like Unique Markets because they need to find people who are relatively unknown when it comes to the retail world and finding them there. So to me, it seems natural. Like if you're, you know, what you do is you concentrate on your build out and the product that you bring to Unique Markets and you see how that's like, like setting up displaying your merchandise. Like you're going to think about all of this for the markets and you almost use it as like a test, you know, a pilot Mm -hmm. for then Mm -hmm. a trade show. You're, it's going to be mind blowing for you to talk to people in real life. If you've never sold at a market, I think entrepreneurs learn so many lessons in those two days. It's like, you're going to learn what your most popular cards are when you're standing in front of people talking and it can be totally different than what's online. And you get to actually like test. Like you could do some of the new designs that you're thinking of, just do one-offs and be like, Hey, come on into my booth. Like we're do, we're going to do these. We're going to make one of these two cards. I'd love to know which one speaks to you. Like, this is how you can get out there and start to be a little smarter as an entrepreneur instead of like working in, in your own silo all day, which is, you know, basically what you do. And it's tough to make business decisions when you do that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's an interesting point. I like what you said, where buyers in person may be different than the buyers online, which is, I think, a unique point that I definitely haven't thought about. Yeah. So, I mean, I would just get over your fear of, it seems to me like you're just, you needed, you needed to feel like the time is right, which is great. That's a gut instinct. And now (laughs) it is, you don't have battery problems anymore. You've got a lot of different skews and it's not necessarily just greeting cards. Like the, again, that the cricket thing that that's on your website, like makes me laugh so much. I also would hate it, but it makes me laugh. And you know, there's this like whimsy and this like funniness that I think not a lot of brands have. So you're very unique in that. And so, um, yeah, just get out there in person. Cause you're, you can film videos all day long. You're going to, you're already doing it, but it's like, you can see where that's tracking, right? Look over the last five years at how, how much has that increased business? And it's like, okay, let's add a few more things into the sales strategy. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I do agree. I do. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't say no. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, honestly, dude, okay. 4,000 followers. Like I, you, you can be at 10,000 in like, by the end of the year, I'm, I'm just going over your feed now and I'm going to be perfectly honest. It's a little chaotic. I'm going to give you some hardcore real advice here when it comes to social. It's kind of all over the place, which is okay. Yeah. But I can, but you can see what all over the place gets you. You, mm-hmm. I think you will get a lot more followers because you have a sense of humor, but it's not, there's not a cohesiveness and it, it sounds so stupid. This is what Instagram has done to the world. But you know, when Instagram launched, everyone was like, the photo has to be square and everyone hated it. And then everyone started doing square photos. Like we all adapted. Yeah. Yeah. We, cha- we literally as human beings changed our behaviors because of this app. And so I'll say this, people like consistency. It's why Martha Stewart 
was so popular on TV. It's not like she has the personality of like, a, she wasn't made for TV. I'll be totally honest. Like she's, it's not like she's funny or engaging, but it's that she was on the air every single day at the same time. Uh-huh. It's consistency. So I'm going to give you that feedback for your Instagram because it's all over the place. <laughs> like really, wow. there's some, yeah, there's some that are like texts and it's like really amazing about some of these messages for the listeners out there. What I'm describing is on his Instagram post, there are these amazing reviews from customers who are like emailing you, right? Yeah. Because so people don't even just... Not everyone replies to like uh, the review on the, you know, on the website. They just email me out of right. the blue, yeah. which is amazing. That so that is what's so interesting. Like you, ha- you do have that connection. You are getting an emotional reaction from someone where they sit down, take the time to find your email address, and email you how like how interacting with one of your products, you know, made them cry or made them laugh. And I think that's really interesting. But like the way you've done it is you've literally just screen, like you've taken a screenshot of the email, which then means when it becomes a square on your feed, you know, all the text to the left and all the text to the right, because it's a rectangle in format, it doesn't look good. And I'm just giving you that that feedback because instead of screenshotting, you know, the email that that person sent you, you could use an app or obviously you have design skills because you're doing all of these cards. You could take the text that she sent you and put it in a nice graphic format that is square, mind you, and upload it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not even trying to defend it by any uh, means or that right, I should continue doing it. But I would say... No, but you I, should. Part of, that, part, of that, part of that reasoning was just authenticity. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But, but and this, you know, they created the game. We're only players in it. You sure. have to play with the rules that they've given you. So if you're trying to use Instagram to gain more followers and increase revenues, which I think is your goal, right? You want to, you want to sell more, you need to play their game. And it, you know, it's unfortunate. It's like high school all over again, but to be perfectly honest, if you know the rules, then it's just like, okay, let's just follow them. And like put a tiny bit of attention, put one hour of your time into thinking, how can I translate these posts that are like really real. Like this is what, this is what I find amazing. It is very authentic. These are real people who are sending you this like great stuff just because it's in the format of you screenshotting it from your phone. That's not what makes it connect with me as a user. Mm -hmm. I'm going to connect with it. And most people on Instagram are going to connect with it if it is visually appealing. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to tweak it a little bit. It's not that you're not being authentic. You're, you're still putting this feedback and these great things. But just when you look at your feed, the only thing I say is just try to be very, very harsh on yourself. I do this to myself all the time. Take a look back and just look at like 12 posts. Be like, how could I, how could I give that information in a way that might not look so chaotic? (laughs) Because again, people really like consistency. You can still be funny as hell. You can still be weird. You can still be authentic with showing that someone gave their husband, you know, the father's day card and the, you know, the guy was laughing so hard that he'd spilled his beer, whatever. All of this can be on your Instagram channel. You just need to make it look better because honestly, that is the game they created. 
That's sound advice. Yeah. Call me when you get to 10,000 followers because you can. You can get there very quickly by just making a couple tweaks. And also, why have you not done any IGTV? Oh, man. I'm not an Instagram person. Not meaning I can't do it. It's just not, you know, everyone has their thing that they want to do or like to do or whatever it is. Right. So uh, some of it is I haven't found the right person to really help me do IGTV, et cetera. It's, it's just like this. Uh, it's a bit of capacity. Right. It's, it's daunting. It's like you're do- so you're doing everything because you're the only employee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, exactly. okay. So we only have like a minute, but I want to get this out. I just want to get this through to you. So what's interesting though, is you're, you do these videos for your website. You already do video, right? I do. You can, there's something called Google that's out there. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, but honestly, when you say you're not an Instagram person, I think that's really interesting because you actually are. Like you were made for Instagram. Like you're, you're, you have no problem putting your face in the photos or the videos. Like you're like in your, in your kid's room and your baby's room and summer in the living room. Like, so creating content is not a problem for you actually. Like I think what it is is so you didn't know. And so now I'm going to educate you. IGTV is a thing. My All whole right. team here is laughing because I'm always saying you've got to get on IGTV. <laughs> but seriously, so you already, the people, the reason why people don't do it is because they're like, oh, I don't want to be on camera and I don't know how to film videos. You already have a whole bank of videos to use. All you have to do is upload them. Like literally all IGTV is, is uploading long format video, anything longer than a minute. So like all the videos that you've done over the past five years, put one up every week from now on. And you've like, there you go. And I, the only reason I mention IGTV too is because like they're putting a ton of time and energy and resources behind it mm-hmm. because it's still like, it's not doing as well as they thought. And mm-hmm. so your posts, like your videos are going to be, are going to surface way more than any hard posts ever will. So knowing if you know that Instagram is all about IGTV right now, you as a small business owner need to capitalize on that because this is free. And so just start uploading your videos. Like that's all it takes. To be fair, if I Googled that, it wouldn't have told me what you just said. That's true. I w- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because no one's going to tell you about any of that stuff. No. And the algorithm I'll, I'll give you another gem right now, which is that the algorithm that everyone talks about, it's like, all it is, is engagement. So Instagram currently, like if people double tap your photo and like it, that is not what is telling Instagram. Like this is something to pay attention to. They're paying attention to comments. So that's what they consider engagement to be. If you can start getting your followers or honestly tell five of your family members, be like, I just need you to do this for one week straight. But every morning I need you to like, look at my account and like comment just with an emoji or like, ha ha ha, whatever it is. But like, get friends and family of yours to start commenting on your posts and that will push you up in the feed as well. That's, that's what the algorithm is about. It's all about engagement. So there you go. Two gems. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks so much. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Well, that was an entertaining call. Here are my top takeaways for this episode. Number one, 
The customers that you meet and sell to in person will be very different from the customer base that you already have online. One great way to reach new customers and spread the word about your brand is to do in-person sales at markets and trade shows. You should really give this some thought because there are literally millions of people selling online. And so a really good way to differentiate your brand is to start selling at markets and doing in-person shows. Takeaway number two, the key to growing your social media following is consistency. You do not have to be the funniest or most entertaining or coolest, but you just need to put out content consistently over and over and over again to capture the attention of your audience. Trust me, over time, this will garner a loyal following and loyal followers purchase. And number three, don't get in the way of yourself. Oh my goodness. Planning and preparation is very important, but after you've done all of that work, you need to get out there, put yourself out there and be present. Just be brave and go for it. And my last takeaway perhaps is the most important, which is that everyone has trust issues, not just me, not just you. Once you've already created a company and all of the amazing products, you need to trust other people to sell it. If you're literally the only person selling your product and you only sell product online, you're basically selling to probably like 0.0001% of the population out there. So trust in your product and trust in yourself wholesale your product and trust me when I say the retailers and the salespeople that work for them will be able to sell the product. Woo. Okay. That was the episode. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five. Once again, that's five star rating and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also remember to tell your friends on Instagram or at SOS with Sonia. And if you're listening to us on Apple podcasts, you can subscribe that way you don't miss any episodes and you'll know when the really exciting bonus episodes get released. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. Same thing. You will never miss my voice. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.